This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, welcome to the Leicester Fan TV Fan Zone Show. It's Monday night, my name's Phil. If you're watching this live, get your views in, get your comments in. If you're watching it on playback on YouTube, welcome to the show. Join us every Monday at 7.30. As ever, we want your views, we want your comments. I'll put a few topics up there, but I want to know what you want to talk about. Nacho Man, guy's coming good. Listen, I slated him after that penalty miss a couple of months ago, but... All these goals, which one was his best goal? Which was the best goal from yesterday? We want to talk about that. Also, I think we want to probably talk about Jamie Vardy, the provider. Not scored a goal in quite a little while, but two lovely, lovely setups yesterday. So, Jamie Vardy, get your views in on him. And, you know, one of the biggest talking points, which wasn't even a talking point from yesterday, but I want to talk about it. Johnny Evans. Honestly, I think this man is what makes us tick at the back. Quietly goes about our business. And I think that's. The best bit of news for us that he's back. Dennis Pratt looking like he's coming back in. So get your views in. Uh, Maz, good evening to you. Watching on Facebook tonight. Thank you for that. LCFC Foxton watching on YouTube says, yep, Inacho has transformed. Will it last, though? That's the question. Locks is watching. Good evening to you, Locks. What do you reckon? I've got a very special video of Locks and Jack to play later, so stay tuned for that. We'll play that near the end. That was some of their watch-along highlights from yesterday. Uh, Ross says, good evening. What a result that was yesterday. It was a great result. 5-0. Got a little bit easy. In a minute, we're going to have Hal from the Sheffield United way. The Chef United way, I should say. He's going to be on here. So uh, get your views into him as well. Ross says, let's just say two Sheffield United mates didn't speak much. I bet they didn't. I, I felt a bit sorry for them, Ross, at the end. And we'll speak to Hal in a minute and get his views on it. Uh, Chris wants to know how many Nacho Perez haters are here tonight. Listen, I'll be honest. I've told you, I thought I thought Nacho isn't the long-term future of Leicester follow post Jamie Vardy. I'm, I'm saying, look, at the Roman, I'm dead wrong. I don't mind that. LCFC Foxton on YouTube says Perez is a good number 10. He certainly had an impact yesterday. Again, I'm surprised 
he came in um, straight from injury, straight back into the starting side, but it worked out well. Uh, Ross says the best goal was the third. Nacho's third was a good one. Uh, Jack agrees as well with that. Roscoe says lots of great goals. Uh, Gray, good evening, Gray. How are you? Hope you're well. Mickey or Nick, Nick Mackey, hope you're well. James as well. Keep getting your views in, keep getting your comments in. Let's get uh, Hal in very, very shortly. Hopefully he's going to join us. Hal, here you go. Good evening, Hal. How are you? Good. Good evening. Hal, you're from the Sheffield United way. So firstly, let's say well done for coming on a Leicester Fan Zone show like under 24 hours after quite a hefty defeat yesterday. How, how are you feeling today? Terrible. Awful. Worst performance since we lost. Well, it's actually the worst defeat for about 20 years. Uh, last time we lost 5-0 was against Blackburn Rovers. Sheffield United tend not to lose games by many goals. Whenever we lose... We usually lose by one goal. So this has been very, very uncharacteristic. And obviously, Chris Wilder never lost by uh, five goals. We do, we did lose games under Chris Wilder. We lost uh, every game we played against Leicester City in the Premier League with Chris Wilder. But as you will recall, they were a 2-1, a 2-0, you know, not, not a 5-0 and, and really a dreadful performance. Yeah, I mean, Leicester fans are watching this. There might well be some Sheffield United fans watching. If you've got any questions for Hal, you want to ask him about yesterday, anything in particular, just put them in there at all, um, and we'll we'll add them out there. Uh, Jason says, was the scoreline a reflection of how good Leicester was or how bad Sheffield United were, Hal? I, I think it's perhaps a combination of both, but I, I felt, I did feel, and I did say it earlier, Hal, when it went to two and then three, I did feel sorry. I was, it was like one of those games where you thought, this was a kid's Sunday league game. The ref might have said, look, let's let's leave it there. Well, first of all, Jacob called us Sheffield United, which means I respect him. He knows his football. Anyone who calls us <laughs> Sheffield, I've got no time for, and they can get off the channel. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely a case of Leicester were really good. Leicester are really good. I've got so much admiration for Leicester. Uh, the Nacho man, I've not heard that before, but Caliche Nacho, I always show my nephew videos of him because my nephew's obsessed with football. And some of the goals he scores, like balls over the top and then volley, uh, some of the just the lovely close control, the fact that he drops so deep that he makes things happen. He kind of reminds me, I think he's much better, but he kind of reminds me in a way of our David McGoldrick. And David McGoldrick will go back, if, if he's not getting the service, to make things happen on his own. And I saw a lot of that from Kalichi and Acho against the Blades yesterday. I, I thought he was really good. He did. I mean, uh, Leicester fans will know he's he's had a bit of a weird time at Leicester over the years. He's been it's not easy being number two to Jamie Vardy, really. When obviously Vardy gets picked every game he's fit, even on a drought like he's on at the moment, he's still the number one choice. Akleci and Acho, I don't know if you saw it on TV, but after he scored his third goal, he, he was he was effectively in tears. Mm, very emotional. Yeah, I don't know the reason behind that, but uh, fair play to the lad. I think I think he's just not had the best time at Leicester, and he's he's had to bide his time. And I think it was just emotional to get, you know, a hat trick. And um, I think it's he scored a couple of goals in the games leading up to it. So I believe mm. he's just sort of feels like maybe his time is starting to come. Uh, James says here for you, how uh, shocking decision getting rid of Wilder. What you know, Leicester fans want to know what on earth is going on up there. Did he walk? Did he sack? Is he going to Celtic? What you know? What on earth's going on? Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was got rid of. I think the no. truth. The truth may never come out, but uh, we've been sent so many rumours on our channel, as you can probably imagine, and you just don't know how to take half of these stories, whether they're true or not. And I, I've got my own theory that 
Wilder walked, but in a way that he was pushed. So I don't think he was sacked. I think he didn't like the new ideas that were being brought forward. We've got like a portfolio of clubs, which isn't uncommon now. Lots of clubs all over Europe. And uh, our owner wanting to bring in a director of football who would be in charge of the transfers. And Wilder would effectively be a head coach rather than the old kind of Alex Ferguson model of manager root to stem right throughout the club, which is what Wilder likes and what he's always done and what he's used to. And maybe he was a bit resistant to change, but it is 2021. Most clubs have a director of football. Even Burnley have a director of football. It's not unusual. And I think really you've got to be progressive nowadays. I personally, if I was a football manager, I'd want someone dealing with the boring admin yeah. side of things. <laughs> so yeah. I, I believe that's why Wilder was frustrated that some of the signings were made without his say-so. And it looked like there was going to be more of that to come. And he also wasn't getting the backing. Certainly in January, no funds were released and he lost a number of his key targets. I mean, it, it is a model. I think Leicester pretty much follow this model because because the managers can come and go. I mean, Wilder's been there a while at Leicester. We, we've changed quite a few managers over the past five years, including when we've won the Premier League, we still changed the manager. So, hey, you know, no nobody's job is safe. Um, Chris says here as well, he says, and Billy Sharp, listen, for years I've said, not, not so much recently, but maybe four or five years ago, there was rumours of Billy Sharp even coming to Leicester. And I, I think he's a great player, but he says, he loved Billy Sharp's interview on Match of the Day, very honest and can see he's a bit broken by it. Oh, Billy's one of us. He's our representative mm. on the pitch. He feels it like we all do. He was nearly in tears and he was just trying to sort of speak through the emotion. The lads were clearly all over the place. To have all that happen 48 hours before a really important game and they clearly didn't turn up. I mean, you shouldn't, as a professional, not go in and do your job 100% no matter what's happened, but they didn't. And they didn't put a shift in. And that was unrecognisable from uh, the Sheffield United that we've seen, particularly last season, but certainly at spells this season. We've looked all right. How we did say on our pre-match previews, we I, I was saying to people, less fans, this could go either way with, with Sheffield United. It could go that the players come out and their chests are puffed up and they're like, we're going to win it for the X-Pass or we're going to show the new boss that we can do this. These There could be strange games after the manager's gone, but we did say they could collapse as well. And, to be fair, it was a bit of a collapse, wasn't it? In the last the last 15, 20 minutes, we were starting to think it could go on to be six or seven. Yeah, imagine imagine how bad we'll be after the new manager bounce. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the heads dropped, didn't they? I mean, really, with Sheffield United this season, if we go one goal down, we don't win. So uh, we knew as soon as Leicester scored the first that it was going to be a long afternoon. The best we could hope for was to try and nick an early goal and, and hold out, and we've done that on a few occasions. We've only kept one clean sheet. And the problem we've also had is we haven't kept the same 11 from one game to the next all season. Yeah, it is. Ross, who lives in Sheffield, but he's a Leicester fan, says, uh, here's a fact for you. Last mm. time Sheffield United won uh, against Leicester, Billy Sharp was in the team back in 2008. Yeah, true. I mean, we've we've had some great results against Leicester over the years since I've been watching football. I remember we Leicester at home, I used to consider that a home banker. Leicester away, always much more difficult. And I've, I don't think I've ever seen Sheffield United win at Leicester, and I've been to um, Filbert Street as well. How well? How yes, I I did think you're old enough to go to Filbert Street, but I certainly remember one famous Filbert Street day. I think it was oh, yeah. about the last game of the season. I think yeah, you guys came and beat us five two in your luminous yellow yeah. kit. Yeah, we were promoted. Um, Sheffield Wednesday were relegated that day, but I didn't go to that game, so um, sadly <laughs> I, I missed. I've missed. I did. Uh, I've missed all of Sheffield United's greatest ever days that people 
talk about through a variety of reasons. When you go to, like, it's quite frustrating when you go to almost every game in the season, but you can't get a ticket for the key away game. So yeah, I, I've never seen the Blades win at Filbert Street uh, or uh, the King Power. Not that I can recall well, anyway. Let, let's keep it. We'll keep it that way for a bit longer, Hal. Just before I let you go, and like I say, I do appreciate you coming on and, and saying that. We, in 2014-15, Leicester were quite famously now at the bottom of the table at Christmas. Nobody's nobody's sorted themselves out, but we did go on to salvage that year. We did stay up and, and OK, and West Brom since have sort of done it. Is it is it over this season? Are you already looking to next season? Or is there, are you at the eternal, like, like we would as a fan, you just think, oh, dreams can happen, maybe, just... A one win and let's see. No, no. Nine games left. We're well off the pace. Sheffield United and West Brom are going down. And I personally think Fulham will as well. But they've got at least something mildly exciting going on with uh, Newcastle and maybe Brighton. Uh, but to be honest, I've I've kind of checked out uh, this season. I'm not even watching any other football. I'm only watching Sheffield United's games. And that's because I have to for the channel. If I, if I didn't have to, I'd, <laughs> I'd switch it off. Because since, since uh, the lockdown... The last game I went to was in March against Norwich at, at beautiful downtown Bramall Lane. We won 1-0, fifth in the league, uh, realistically talking about Europe. And then a year on, one year on, we've got Paul Heckenbottom in charge and we're going to be playing in the championship. And I just, I still can't get my head around what's happened. You, I mean, uh, you have to, I mean, the year we won the league, the following year, we were down at the bottom. We got in a mess. But I do, do, do you think, I've, I've got a feeling for Sheffield United, there was two fact. There was a fact yesterday where <clears throat> I think your whole squad, your whole team, cost less than Yuri Tillemans, who plays for Leicester. Madness. So I mean, we've come from an era where we used to be like that. You play Man City or somebody, and you go one player of theirs is worth more than our squad. So for a start, you haven't really invested in players. But has the lockdown as well undone you? I mean, Bramall Lane with a big crowd in there is noisy. It's quite, I'm going to say violent, but in a nice way because it's intimidating. <laughs> you know, it, it's a good, proper, it's proper football ground, isn't it? Oh, proper it is. atmosphere. It's, really, yeah, really it's, not, old school it's not the Emirates. It's proper fans on the side, close yeah. to the players, intimidating. It's the, it's the oldest Does it cost stadium. you? It's the oldest stadium still hosting professional football in Britain. And uh, it's a wonderful stadium where the, the crowd are the 12th man. Uh, Wilder has said that our crowd turn draws into wins. And uh, and losses into draws, and he's. I say, I was about to say, our current manager, our old manager. <laughs> it's going to get so hard saying that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been so many years with with Wilder. You know, not just a, a ball boy, a player, a fan. Then our manager, and now he goes back to being a fan again. And of course, he's welcome at Bramall Lane any time. But yeah, it's been a cacophony of things that you couldn't possibly have imagined. If someone had told you the things that were going to happen a year ago to now, you'd said that's a film script, and it's just ridiculous. And all those things like culminating and affecting Sheffield United so badly the huge amount of injuries our entire back line decimated and none of the three are pistons as we call them O'Connell Egan and Basham none of them being available and playing Jagielka who we love but he was great in 2001 for us <laughs> it's just it's just nonsense what we've had to kind of deal with and without the fans as well it's just been too much too much for us to cope with we are as good as like the sum of our parts we just if we play 100% and the opposition have a down nut day, we can get a win. And last season, we didn't concede yeah. goals, but we also didn't score many. I think we scored 38. Yeah. Uh, this season, we're still scoring about that sort of same amount, a bit less, but we're now conceding loads. So it's just a terrible, terrible combination. I think, uh, I mean, I'm going to let you go now, Hal, but uh, I know that a lot of Leicester fans are just trying to put some comments up here on there. 
Um, Derek says, good luck for next season, Hal. I know I know Leicester fans, we're, we're like you. We're the same sort of club, same sort of size, same sort of city. You know, we'll want teams like Sheffield United to come back. Jono says, hope Sheffield United can bounce back. You know, uh, Lee says, feeling sorry for Blades going down. So, you know, Hal, let's just hope. Listen, we know what it's like. You go down, you'll have a great season in the Championship. Hopefully you don't do the double dip like we've done, you've done. Let's hope it's straight back up, eh? Absolutely. We've seen too many good sides that I consider Premier League sides. I consider Sheffield United. I consider Leicester City a, a Premier League side. And I do I do want to see clubs like like both of ours in the Premier League ahead of some others. I won't I won't name any because it's not really fair. But uh yeah, I I love it if we could just bounce back and who knows, is it gonna be Paul Heckingbottom's Red and White Army or Jason Tindall's or Eddie Howe's? Yeah, well, some good names there, isn't it? We'll have to see how. Thanks a lot. Let's just remind people where they can follow Sheffield United stuff with you. It is the Chef United way. That, by the way, that name comes from a song that John Egan penned when we won promotion to the Premier League. He said, playing proper football, the Chef United way. Uh, so we took it from that. You took it from there. Thanks, Al. Thanks so much for joining us. It's been great. And, and well done on you coming on after a, a hefty defeat. So we'll see you again, hopefully quite soon. Maybe in 18 should we, months. Should we call, we'll call it two seasons, all right? Or the cup. All right. the cup. Well, maybe in the cup. <laughs> Cheers, Hal. See you later. Cheers. Brilliant there. That was great to have Hal on. Um, if you want to follow him, follow him at the Chef United way. Uh, we're going to start to look forward. I think that was really good of him to come on, to be fair. I'm not sure after a big defeat if I'd have wanted to go on to a United game. Let's get back to your views. I want to get back to your Nacho Man views. I want to know which was the best goal. Not just his. Perez is, of course, as well in there. Um, Vardy, the provider. Not scored a goal for us, but what do you think on Jamie Vardy providing goals? And Johnny Evans, really want to talk about that. And we've got, well, we've got about 10, 15 minutes left, so we can start to look forward to the Man United FA Cup game. Where do you go with that? Where do you go with the United game um, on Sunday? Five o'clock kickoff, isn't it? What team do you put out for that? Do you rest players? Dennis Pratt is coming back. Do you put out the full team? Where Where do you want to go with that? And what had We've talked about Leicester bottling it a little bit. I've mentioned that, bottling it in the big games. This is another big game. This gets us to an FA Cup semi-final. Can we win in what is the big off one games? I know we've beaten Man City, we've beaten Arsenal, Spurs. We've had big games this season, we've won. But I'm talking about the last 18 months when the chips are down and you win or you're out. For me, those games, we know Man United last game of the season to get to the Champions League. We didn't do it. We know we've lost in the Europa League. We know we lost in the FA Cup last season. How can we do in this year's FA Cup? Jack says get a get a strong squad in. Um, LCFC Grace talking about Vardy. He said he's sensational. <laughs> Chris says now how's gone? Let's all have they were a mess. I was I was being kind, Chris. Honestly, what could I say? They were a mess. I think he knows it. How looked a broken man, let alone then. Um, Grace says, I know I've said it a couple of times, but Tillemans, another no-look pass to feed Vardy for the first goal. I'm going to watch that back, Gray. I'm going to watch that back, see if it was another of those. Um, I think Jono says, I think Nacho is playing himself into a first-team spot. I was sure he was finished, but boom, and he can continue. Listen, Jono, I agree with you, mate. I, I've written him off. I'm, st I'm definitely changing my mind at the moment, but I think you need to see it long-term, so that will be interesting. Um... LCFC Gray says Jamie Vardy can put the ball on a plate. Awesome for a forward. He did two great assists there. They were absolutely excellent, weren't they? 
Curtis says the second goal was immense. I look, I like the look. Vardy and Nacho have got something going. Do you know what, Chris? I think that's right. I like us playing two up the top. I know Jamie from the Fox's Arms loves it. I love it. Love seeing two strikers up there. And they offer you something different. They really do. Nacho is, a bit like Hav said, Nacho's probably the better all-round player than Vardy. It, would you agree with that or not? Um, Tom says, same team as yesterday for the Man United game. So Tom would stick exactly the same. You wouldn't, you wouldn't rest anybody, Tom. You wouldn't bring Dennis Pratt back in if he could. Rob says, no more resting players. We've got to go full pelt for the last 10 games. Hopefully there's more than 10 games. Um, Curtis, yeah, second goal. We've had that one on there. Chris says, going back to yesterday, did anyone else think Paul Brighton was a good sub again for Ricardo? I thought he did really well when he came on and thought Ricardo did struggle for him. I thought Ricardo was all right, but I think I'm right in saying, I've seen the stat today that all Brighton, Mark all Brighton, has got one of the highest assists ratios in the Premier League. Somebody get that stat for me. Um, Jono says he's old school. He likes to up top. Me too, Jono. Ian says play the full strength team against Man United. Anybody else a little bit worried? We may bottle it in the big game where it matters. I know that worries me in the back of my mind. Uh, you can see what a week's rest at last has done for the players. Energy levels, they'll look pumped up. Ian, I agree. After the Man United game, we've got another nice rest because it's international week. I know some players will be going off, but generally it's at least less of a game. Uh, Danny says, yeah, is Nacho the new Okazaki? You've got a point because Okazaki didn't score that many goals, but what's the missing, what's the link we needed? He did a great job for us. So do you agree with Danny uh, that Nacho could be the new Okazaki in there? Uh, Patrick, sorry, Franco says over the moon for Perez. Class from him. Really hope he starts to change fans' minds now. I think fans are pretty 50-50 on him, Franco. I think there's a lot of Perez fans out there, but there certainly is some Perez knockers out there. Um, Perez knockers. Uh, Patrick Hook says Ricardo rested. I reckon tight hamstring. Yeah, I think he did. He did pull him off for that. Mark Albrighton says. Uh, sorry, Lock says Mark Albrighton has assisted thirteen Premier League goals as a substitute. Only Ryan Giggs. Ah, oh, that was the stat. Thanks, Locks, for that one. I knew I'd seen some sort of stat today. I just forgot to read it properly and remember it. Chesty Collingham says Albrighton was great yesterday. He's ideal coming off the bench. Would you, Chesley, would you have him on from the start, though, against Man United? I always think Mark Brighton is so consistent. I just think I'd always have him in my starting eleven. Um, Simon says, yes, Brighton assist as a substitute. Uh, Derek says it will be a much bigger task than Sheffield United. Yeah, it will be, just a little bit. Man United. Uh, Gray says, thank you, Gray. Well done, Gray. He says, when is the shirt draw? Don't forget, you can win this shirt. This Bobby Dazzler shirt uh, on LeicesterFanTV.com. That's where you can win it. Now, all you have to do, I think some of you know, so a lot of you have entered. All you have to do is name. The question is, not in here, but on the website, is Steve Walsh famously wore this shirt um, for Leicester. What number shirt did Steve Walsh normally wear? It's not hard, is it? Go on LeicesterFanTV.com and you can enter there. We're giving it away, Gray, to answer your question, I think, on April the 2nd. The details are on the website. Don't ask me to remember that. I can't remember that. Um, Albrighton is like a Trojan. Albrighton's work is like a Trojan, says LCFT. Gray. Uh, <laughs> Gray, Gray Richardson says it's by Gray, enter again. One day you are going to win one of these shirts. 
Uh, Steve's saying, who do I think needs resting? Well, I, I'm with most of you. I wouldn't rest anybody. I wouldn't rest anybody at all. Franco, yes, I am making myself chuckle with my own comments. Uh, John says, will the same back three work against Man United? Johnny Evans, obviously ex-Man United. I, I signed Kofafana. I think so. I like three at the back with two up front. I do like that. Um, Curtis says, if we put United away, I think we'll end the season on a good high. I think, do you know what? I think you're right. I agree with Curtis there. Do you agree? Let's put that back on screen. Do you agree with Curtis? This is the Man United game in the FA Cup could be one of those pivotal moments where if we win it, you just feel like the, the lads, the players will be like, right, we're in an FA Cup semi-final. We can beat the big team on the big game. We can go on in the FA Cup. We can go on and get Champions League. Do you think that it's it, it could be that pivotal? Whereas if we if we were to lose against Man United, we'll start saying, oh, we're bottling it again in the big big games, and it might just deflate us for the end of the season. I think it's um, good. Ian, well, she was not number eight. Come on, you know better than that. Um, Curtis says, yes, same team. Pratt on the bench. I like the look of the back three with wing backs. I'm with you on that. Um, we can topple United, but we have to turn it up and stop them playing. They're, they're a decent side, Man United. They are a decent side. Um, Patrick, though, is saying Man City. Again, a lot of fans will think this. Patrick is saying, I mean, he's not quite saying there, but Patrick, put in the comments. Are you saying rest for the FA Cup? You know, I want to treat the Premier League as the important one, Man City and West Ham. Financially, Premier League is the one to go for, isn't it? Financially. Uh, I think there's 70 million if you get into Champions League, plus you can entice better players. We've talked about this before. FA Cup gets you a million pounds and into the Europa League, but you win that silver shiny thing called the FA Cup, Patrick. How long's Leicester been going? 1884 to 2021. 137 years, and we haven't won it. Four FA Cup finals, not been to FA Cup final since before even I was born. That's how long it is, 1969. So, um, Steve, do you think some fans will be able to go to Wembley if we get there? Apparently, they're talking about 20,000 fans at the FA Cup final on May the 15th. So, Steve, yes, there could be 10,000 Leicester fans there. Boy, would that be a golden ticket to get to. It'd be a weird atmosphere at a Wembley with only 20,000 in. I'm not sure what it would be like. Um, Patrick says, Walsh's shirt number matches the number of times he was sent off. I'm not sure if that fact is true. I believe Patrick, he could be having us. Uh, Tom says he wants to see Leicester win the FA Cup. Uh, the FA Cup is so lovely, says uh, Anthony. It's so pretty. It's so shiny. It's so shiny. Um, Ian says no need to rest players with an international break. Full strength. Yeah, I'd rather pull some of the international players out of the international. Uh, Jesse says don't try. I know. You know I can't do maths. I need you to do a graph for me, Jesse. Do us a graph. Uh, Jono says, I watch to win the FA Cup and I want to be there. Uh, Joanna says, never mind Wembley, I just want to get to the King Power. I well, there's an outside chance, isn't there? We might just get to one game towards the end of the season. Is it the Spurs game? There's a chance. Um, Andy says, would love to beat Man United, but rather have six points against Man City and West Ham. That's a great question. Do you agree with Andy? If you, were, if you could have either of those six points, against Man City and West Ham, which will go a long way to securing Champions League or the FA Cup. Which would you have? 
I'll answer it. I'll have both. Thank you. But you lot can answer. Uh, Patrick is. I think you're just trying to fish and wind fans up because it is not a tin pot trophy. It is not a tin pot trophy. Seems to imagining social distancing down Wembley Way. Yeah. I mean, it's just not going to happen, is it? Especially if not, we've all been down the pub. The green man on the greyhound, isn't it, down there? It's been a little while, but um, yeah. Well, I suppose the uh, Community Shield a couple of years ago. It's not been that long. Uh, Anthony says, play a weaker team against Manuel City. Probably lose anyway. Anthony, don't be so defeatist in there. Um, can't remember the cat's name. Alex, I've no idea what you're on about. Uh, Troy says, but we can handle Europa League and Champions League and the Premier League all at the same time. Steve says he would have the FA Cup every time. Adam is, is in the middle there. He says he'll take four points in FA and a final. We'll do for him. Well, let's see if we can do that. John says he'll have FA Cup and second in the Premier League will be fine. Not too greedy. And listen, have we all given up on the Premier League? I think we have on the title. I think we've given up on the title. Um, <laughs> Martin says he'd take four points. Anthony wants the FA Cup. Um, beat Man United and take three points from West Ham. So Ian's, Ian's sat in the middle there. He really is. Um, Ross... Up in Sheffield, once says, I really, 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 I really, really want to zig a zig at the FA Cup. Perez knockers. Yes, thank you for that. Listen, in a minute, I'm going to finish. It's nearly time to finish, uh, but I'm going to play a video, which you must stick around and watch in a minute. So just wait for this video. Don't forget, wherever you're watching, follow us at Leicester Fan TV. If you're watching on YouTube, which I know a lot of you are, hit the subscribe button. If you're on Facebook, keep liking the posts, keep getting your comments in. You know it. We can't do it without this. This week, what have we got on? We've got, um, well, no match till Sunday. So that means we have got, um, Lox is doing his Fan Zone show, 7.15 on Friday. Jamie from the Fox's Arms in Alcudi is doing the Aftermath show, which is a pre-math show on Sunday morning. And then we've obviously got the Watch Along coming live on Sunday for the Man United game. Big game, big game. Now, if you want to know what goes on in a Watch Along, on Leicester Fan TV. We, we always recommend, say, watch the game on the telly, on the big screen, wherever you're watching it. Have your iPad, have your phone on, and watch these. I was nearly said idiots. It's locks and jack, but you'll see what I mean. Join us soon. Like and share this video. Watch these guys. This is what they get up to during the watch alongs. Looks to play Jamie Vardy in. He does. He gets behind. Into Nacho! He's in! Perez takes a shot. It's a goal! Jose Perez with a goal. Oh. Leicester City go 2-0 up. Jose at the Perez, Stadium. Leicester City go 2-0 up at home against Sheffield United at the King Power Stadium. What a finish that is from a Jose Perez. I'm going to copy Jack. Give me one second. <laughs> you ready, Jack? Are you ready? Let's go. <laughs> This is absolutely beautiful. What a ball by Vardy! Another assist. Three nil. Yes, mate. This is amazing. Um, Kel scored two fantastic goals from the assist of Vardy. Will we get another? Kel from distance. Oh. Absolutely fantastic. And there it is, guys. The hat trick for Kalechi Ianacho. 
Leicester City 4, Sheffield United 0. Leicester City look well up for this one. Will we see Vardy? Jamie Vardy! Jamie Vardy, five. go on! Yes! It's five! It's five! Nacho, Nacho man! I want to be a Nacho man! Yes, boy! Yeah, I think Jono's got it right there. He says, feed lots to gin and he flies. Lots look like he was going to bust an absolute blood vessel. Uh, LCFC Gray says that's better than match of the day commentary. Tom is part of it uh, towards the end and always does it with us. Um, Ross says it's a bit like the Sky Sports fan zone. Who remembers that? They should bring that back, Ross. That was brilliant. I used to love watching that. I agree with you. So, listen, join us for the watch along, which is Sunday. We'll set that up against Man United. It's going to be a big game. From me, Phil, thanks to everybody who's watched. Thanks for all your comments, as ever. Thanks for Hal from Sheffield United Way. Um, join Locks on Friday. Thanks to all these guys. Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. With special thanks to our pals at ADT Taxis, Feed Me, Piglet's Pantry, Tiger, Leicester Garage Conversions, Pink Vehicle Leasing, Hologram, The Fox's Arms, Moyer Wade Interiors and our chosen charity, Memphis UK. We bring you the fans' views on the match each week, and your views matter to us. Join the fans' debate each match with us. Follow us at Leicester Fan TV. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.